0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. Crystal Lolly here with you tonight, episode number 147. Wow, that's awesome just to say it out loud, episode 147. And it's a very different kind of topic. I hope that you're going to stick with me because I want to impart to you some valuable information. The title of my podcast is Purging purging to declutter your home. Not like that movie, The Purge, where the monsters come to your window at night and they're free and loose to do whatever. This is a different kind of purge, a much more practical purging. And our sponsor tonight is going to be the ProLine Digital Group. We'll get to that in just a moment. Let's talk about clutter for just a moment. You know, and this seems like the perfect season of the year to talk about the junky clutter that seems to invade our living spaces. We've just come through Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, and now we are into mid-January, the doldrums of winter. What better way to spend all this time you have on your hands now than to tackle some of those festering, cluttering piles that are just eating at you? Because you know it, and I know it. I've got the same kind of problems in my life and in my home. I am preaching to the choir, so don't be pointing any fingers at me. I am not any, at, at any spot better than anybody else. In fact, I've got so much on my plate. As soon as I am done with this podcast, I'm hopping up, and I'm going to be doing some purging and decluttering. Here's why. Cluttering in your home and your living spaces It gets you to a point of feeling overwhelmed, overwhelmed to the point of not doing anything about it. It makes you very disorganized. And frankly, I'm speaking for me, and it's probably true for you. It makes you a little bit ashamed of your house. You don't want people to come over. You don't want people to see what's going on there. You and I both know that purging and decluttering is necessary. It's absolutely necessary. Frankly, it'll make you a better prepper. Why? Because you can concentrate on what is most important or valuable in your home. The rule of thumb is, if you haven't worn it, cooked with it, eaten off it, used it, or touched it in 12 months, it needs to go to one of these four places. A trash can, a donation box, either eBay or Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist, or you could even make a little bit of money if it's sellable and you can take it to a consignment shop. Those are very popular right now. Understand that when we're talking about purging and decluttering, we're going to get ruthless. We have to. We've got to force ourselves into action. Here's one way to do it. Plan an event at your home two or three weeks out. Make it where you know people are coming over. If that doesn't get you motivated, I don't know what will. We're going to form a plan. We're going to eat this elephant one bite at a time and I'm going to give you some tips and some tricks and some hacks to help you purge and declutter that are really going to be sensible and quick and easier than you think and we're going to tackle this together. But before we do that, let's hear from our sponsor, ProLine Digital Group. ProLine Designs is becoming ProLine Digital Group, bringing all their services together. Apps, design, digital marketing, and web services. Do you have a business, a church, or an organization that needs an app? ProLine Digital Group. They can design logos for your company. They can help you start a podcast and provide artwork. They can build, maintain, and host your website, ProLine Digital Group. They can also assist with digital marketing. They have lead generation. This will bring more leads for your product or service. Are you self-employed? For example, are you a landscaper, a painter, a roofer, a builder, a real estate agent? Or are you a representative for a corporation? ProLine Digital Group. Check them out. They're linked on our website and the show notes. Okay, welcome back to the program. We're talking about purging and decluttering your home in an effort to make us a better prepper. Okay, here's what we're going to do. First, we're going to start with the visible spots, the bookcases, the countertops, the nightstands, the areas of your living and dining room, your bathrooms. In other words, junk drawers and cabinets and under the bed, we're going to leave that for last. We want to hit where we can see first. So we want to break those jobs down into smaller time amounts. See, this is where I like to take my overwhelmingness and break it down. If I knew that I have a whole house to clean, I might not get started. But if I give myself 15 minutes in one room, that's different. I can be a lot more productive with those 15 minutes. You know, you choose whatever time slot you think is going to work best. If you think you can work in a particular room for a half an hour or 20 minutes, whatever, just break it down into an appreciable time slot. In fact, another way to mix that up is give yourself 15 minutes in one room and when that timer goes off, stop what you're doing and move to another room and do another 15 minutes. It kind of helps you hit some of those visible spaces a little bit along without actually getting sidetracked or bogged down. And once you get decluttered in your house, if you'll spend about 10 minutes before bedtime sprucing up, you'll actually rest better. One thing I'd like to share is something that someone shared with me many, many years ago, and it's called the Ohio Method, O-H-I-O. This is a perfect technique for clearing your work desk or any type of mail or paperwork or those types of things. The Ohio Method stands for Only Handle It Once. This way, you can relegate your paper items to either a keep box, a trash container, or I'm going to look at it later. But handle it once, put it where it needs to go, and then deal with it. Also, if you are blessed to live in a household with other people, how about delegating some of those chores to those household members as they are able, whatever their skill level and their age, and Even rotate the responsibilities. That way, little Johnny or little Susie isn't always clearing the table or always drying the dishes or always doing the laundry. Let those chores rotate and that gives people in the household different skill levels and different responsibilities. Now, here's something that I've learned, too. You need to be willing to accept someone else's way of completing a task. I'll give you a little story. When Mark and I got married several years ago, he was watching me fold laundry one day. And he said, you know, I don't fold towels the way you fold towels. And I took that as an opportunity to share a little nugget with Mark. And I said, let me tell you something, Mark. There's no wrong way to fold laundry. And he looked at me really strange. He said, but I want to do it the way you do it. And I said, well, I'll teach you the way that I like to fold my towels and the clothing and stuff. I'll teach you the way I do it. But I'm perfectly willing to accept the way you do it. Why? Because why wouldn't I want someone to help fold the laundry? Who cares if he doesn't fold the towels the way I do or the shirts or the socks the way I do? Who really cares? If I was that picky you know what would happen? I would find myself doing all of the chores all of the time on all of the house. So don't let any of your uh, sneaky teenagers or crafty husbands try to tell you, well, I don't do it your way. And then you say, well, just let me do it. Because that can be a way of them letting you do it all. And believe me, you don't want to do it all. You need some help. So let someone else do it their way, so long as it's acceptable. And pretty much any good way is acceptable, right? Okay. Also adopt a mindset of the less is more when it comes to the items in your house. A very famous chef once shared on a cooking show in an answer to a question of why do you only have a very few cooking pots and and utensils? You've got very, very few. And this very famous chef answered by saying, I like to spend more money on fewer things because they'll last longer and serve me better. Rather than spending a whole lot of money on a bunch of cheap stuff that wears out or runs down or gets worn out, less is more. Perhaps you should spend more money on fewer things because you'll keep them longer and they won't take up so much space and it gives you better control of your finances. You're less likely to buy duplicates of things you already have. I have been guilty of that. I wound up one time with four Swiffers. I don't know how. I guess I thought I was out of Swiffers. So I wound up and counted them one day. I had four, four identical Swiffers. You see what I'm saying? Also, you need to uh, tackle those hidden spaces last. You know, we talked earlier about your junk drawer, your cabinets, the things that are behind closed doors, the inside of your nightstand drawers, under the beds, all of those hidden spaces you can tackle later. Now, you need to purge with a vengeance. I mean, you need to get real and get serious. And let me tell you, you need to stop kidding yourself because here's where people hang on to stuff way too long. Here are the little lies they tell themselves. Oh, I'm going to need that for later. I haven't used it in 10 years, but I just know for certain I'm going to need it sometime this year. Really? Are you? Hmm. Or you'll say to yourself, you know, I paid a lot of money for that item. I paid a whole bunch of money for that. I haven't used it in five years or 10 years but I paid so much money for it, I would feel bad about getting rid of it. Well, you know, if it's sellable, sell it. But if not, really think it over. You haven't used it in 10 years, what's the likelihood the next 10 years you're not going to use it either? Pretty high likelihood. Someone even said, well, I don't want to get rid of all these clothes because even though they don't fit me and they're too small, it'll motivate me to change. Will it? Has it? Think about that. Has it really? Couldn't you go ahead and lose the weight if that's what you're wanting to do, and then purchase clothes at that time to reward yourself for having actually lost the weight? Wouldn't that be a better plan? Or sometimes people look at the things around their home and every single one of them has a sentimental story attached to it. You know, grandma gave me this, grandpa gave me that, uncle and aunt gave me this, or I, you know, I I won this at a carnival on my first carnival as a child or whatever. They've hung on to a lot of items that have far outlived their usefulness only because they're way sentimental about how they got it or who gave it to them. Look, I'm a sentimental person. There are things in my home that I love because of what that story is or who gave it to me. I I get it. And I'm not telling you that you absolutely have to get rid of everything. But let's be honest with each other. I would say better than 90% of the sentimental stuff that we have could get rehomed somewhere. It really could. So just remember to tell yourself that the tomorrows that you think are going to come, this is why you're hanging on to that clutter, those kinds of tomorrows actually never do come. Get real with yourself. So what if you have some items that you honestly can't make up your mind about? They're too good to donate too good to throw out or you just can't make up your mind if you really, really want to part with it. It's like you're saying, should it stay or should it go? Here's an idea. Take that item or items, pack them up somewhere, mark the box that you're putting it in, and put them out of sight. Stow them in an attic or a basement or the back of a closet that you'll not see. If you find out that you haven't thought about it or used it or needed it after a few weeks, months, or even a year, you'll know you can rehome those items. You can do it because if you've done without it, you can do without it. Now, after your purging decluttering project has concluded, look around at how you can streamline and organize your preps. You might want to consider an inventory spreadsheet or create your own log system of the items of the food, the water, and the gear, the generators, the batteries. All of those things can go into some sort of an inventory that you can create that's going to be beneficial to you. Do it any way you know how, any way you want to. When it comes to your food and your water or anything that has some sort of an expiration date, include those expiration dates in your inventory. This is going to help you rotate out those items first. What I like to do is I know that in my canned goods, I've gone through and I've pulled all the older cans up to the front. That means the newer cans that I just bought last month, they're more toward the back. And I rotate those older ones to the front. And then when I need an item for everyday use, I can go and pull that older can and I'm rotating that out. So you can also do a neat little trick. A prepper friend actually shared this with me. I'm not really certain exactly why we do this, but it doesn't hurt. So I'm going to tell you what I do. This friend urged me to take my canned and jarred goods and turn them upside down and let them rest upside down for a while and then turn them back right side up. I don't know, maybe it mixes the ingredients or the preservatives or whatever, but it's not a bad idea. It doesn't hurt anything if you want to turn them upside down. Then when you go into your prepper cabinet, you'll see that you've got some items that are still turned upside down, and it's been a while, turn them back right side up. This rotation in the jar or the can, I don't know, it makes some people feel better somehow as if it keeps all the preservatives or the food on the top side fresher. So you can certainly turn your cans and jars upside down. Something else you might find is you can develop a business-like attitude toward your collective stuff, not just your preps, but the other things in your home. This take-charge mindset can actually serve you well in the months and the years to come because what you're finding is a very important little single valuable mindset, and that is you want to be in control of your stuff. You do not want your stuff to be in control of you. That's when you get overwhelmed, disorganized, and cluttered up. If you'll take some of these purging, decluttering, tips to heart. I think you'll find that you're going to have a more organized life. It will free up so much more of your time. You won't be spending time cleaning. You'll already be clean. You'll just spruce up from time to time and then you can devote all of that new leisure time to things that are much more enjoyable. Maybe you can take a trip. Maybe you can do more visiting. Maybe you can now invite people to come over to the house and visit with you. Whatever it turns into, purge with a vengeance, declutter your home, organize your preps, and face 2022 with a much more streamlined mindset. Hey, listen, I'm here to help you. I hope that that has helped you in some way. Reach back out to me and send us an email and let us know how you have supported us by listening to our podcast. We want to hear from you. We really do appreciate your support as well. Listen, share our podcast with your friends and your family members. Tell them to tune us in and listen to some of these podcasts. We want to help them. And we do appreciate your support when you go to our Amazon affiliate banner and do all of your Amazon shopping from our website affiliate banner we do make a small commission that does help support our podcast and it goes toward the future of our podcast we really appreciate you listeners you mean so much to us your support has helped us grow and we want to keep on growing hey listen like always remember this stuff happens stay prepared see you next time you can reach us on Facebook at Practical Prepping. You can email us at info at practicalprepping.info. And our website is practicalprepping.info. And remember, stuff happens. Stay prepared.